It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. If Penn State wants to prove the doubters wrong in 2023, win the Big Ten title, make it to the college football playoff, it's going to be the defense that has to elevate this group. And Chop Robinson and Kalen King are going to be the biggest difference makers. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host of the show, Zach Seiko, and I am joined by Max Chadwick of Pro Football Focus. This is going to be an exciting one, folks, because we truly have an expert on the show. He is a college football analyst for Pro Football Focus. Max, thanks so much for the time today. Zach, I really appreciate you having me on. I, always, I told you before, I'm a, I grew up a huge Penn State fan. So although I'm supposed to be an unbiased reporter uh, for PFF, which I am, uh, but I do really enjoy coming on Penn State podcast, and I, I love the work that you do. So I'm super pumped to be on this. Well, I appreciate that. And again, I appreciate the time coming on the show today. We got to go right into it because these are two of the best players on an already dynamic Penn State defense. Kalen King, Chop Robinson. We're going to start talk about them, what they're going to be bringing to the Penn State Nittany Lions this season, and then get into the future of Kalen King and Chop Robinson because they are going to go into the NFL, and you have them pretty highly rated in an upcoming 2024 NFL mock draft, and then bringing it all together with the outlook of the 2023 Penn State defense. But Kalen King, Chop Robinson, you got to sit down and talk to both of them uh, individually. There's an incredible article out. I enjoyed the read. I encourage people to go check it out. It will be linked in this episode as well. But this is on pff.com. And the article is called Kalen King and Chop Robinson on Becoming Superstars for Penn State's Defense. What about these two guys when, as you've studied their film, as you've looked at the tape from what you've seen and then actually talking to them, interviewing them, what were your takeaways about Kalen King and Chop Robinson as Nittany Line football players, Max? For sure, yeah. So the, the big uh, takeaway I'd have probably from, from talking to the both of them was that they are uber confident not only in themselves but in each other as well and you know Kalen had had a great quote to me you know I asked him do you think you're the best cornerback in college football he goes yeah I do and also like when I'm out there on the field I whisper to myself you're the best in the country you're the best in the country you're the best in the country uh and he says yeah I'm just trying to manifest that he said and lately everything I've been saying has been coming true so <laughs> so he's, he's a, definitely a confident football player chop I asked him too whether or not he thinks he's the best edge in college football, he said, no question. I, I definitely the best edge defender in college football. So, you know, every college football player usually thinks they're the best in the country. These two, though, really do have the tape to back it up. You know, Chop Robinson had the highest PFF grade and highest pass rushing grade among all power five edge defenders last year. Uh, Kalen King was the highest graded corner in the country in single coverage, had the lowest pass already allowed in single coverage. I think both of them are top three players in the country at their respective positions. So uh, uber confident players. And uh, yeah, Penn State has got two superstars 
on their defense. In my opinion, two guys that could be first-round picks in the 2024 draft. Yeah, and Chop Robinson was someone who didn't always rack up the sacks, but every time I'm always looking for the pro football focus graphics that go around Twitter or just the analysis of it, and Chop Robinson was consistently someone that was at the top of the board in terms of pressure because even if you might not necessarily get the sack, someone like Chop Robinson is always able to affect the play to the point where it, it allows somebody else to get a sack. So it forces a quarterback to step up in the pocket or roll out when they're not re- necessarily comfortable doing so. Uh, and, and Robinson basically causes that havoc that, that you're looking for out of the defensive end. Even if they, now they say, get your hands up, but Chop Robinson, even though if he doesn't get the sack, he's adjusting the play. And, and Kalen King, what I like about Kalen King is that he was targeted a lot last season because Joey Porter Jr. was on the other side of the football field with the Nittany Lions. Uh, Let's start with King in this aspect because I've asked him this question before. Kalen, how do you feel in the fact that you're going to assume a role similar to Joey Porter Jr. where you're going to be on an island and teams are going to game plan away from you, meaning that Johnny Dixon is going to see probably the same number of targets that you did a season ago now that you are the assumed number one cornerback. Uh, Max, when you look at that and you see what Kalen King brings to the field as a cornerback, what ultimately, in your mind, makes him the best corner or one of the best corners in college football right now and how he's going to transcend into that role that Joey Porter Jr. held a season ago? Man, I mean, look, listen, his ball skills are fantastic. All the on-field stuff is fantastic. But what I love the most about Kalen King is his mentality. And I, I told you that story about how he said he's the, he thinks he's the best cut corner in the country. He whispers that to himself before every play. Uh, another thing I love that he told me was that um, I asked him what his mentality was out there and what do you think separates you. And he said, every time I'm out there, when a quarterback throws the ball at me, and like you said, they threw it at him a lot last year because obviously Joey Porter Jr., 32nd overall pick in the draft, quarterbacks tend to stray away from him he said every time a quarterback throws it at me i feel like he's throwing it at me he's not throwing it through his teammate he's not trying to complete a pass to his teammate he's like i think quarterbacks are trying to pick on me whenever they throw a pass at me so he's like i get offended every single time a quarterback throws it my way and i agree with you i think he won't face as many targets this year so he probably won't get offended uh as many times this upcoming season but man his mentality is just Everything you want in a top corner, you know, he's got like that, like that Jalen Ramsey mentality um, and all these top cornerbacks you see in the NFL right now, they have that mentality of this. I'm the best player on the field and I'm going to let you know about it. And Kalen King is certainly uh, that type of mentality. So he's not a very quiet guy. He's not a very humble guy, but at the same time at the cornerback position, that's exactly what you want in a corner too. So yeah, on field, he's fantastic. All, all the traits that you want in a cornerback. Sure. He's got it. But for me, the the most impressive part about him after I got to talk to him was just this guy's mentality, man, and how much he wants to be the best in the country. Yeah, so King is going to be in that position where just teams are going to avoid him, right? He's going to be on Kalen King Island and be matched up with Marvin Harrison Jr. You just think you just think of those matchups already right a, right away as the season gets ready to roll around. But that that is what he's going to be now that Joey Porter Jr. Uh, is away. And Chop Robinson comes back with Adisa Isaac, denied Dennis Sutton. This defensive line for Penn State is pretty loaded, but specifically for Chop Robinson, not really utilized the right way at Maryland. Committed to the Terrapins first, and then Penn State the second he was in the transfer portal already had a great rapport with him, and the Nittany Lions were a destined landing spot for him when those conversations had happen in Penn State with the promise of, hey, let's get you back into more of a position that you're comfortable with, a hand in the dirt, 
defensive end, rushing upfield, rushing the quarterback rather than this hybrid role that just didn't really work out with Maryland. And now that he has been more of a true defensive end going and pressuring the passer, passer setting the edge, what other attributes about Chop Robinson have helped him explode in this case? And on top of that, he weighs 255 pounds. It's pretty tough to block when he's as fast as he is coming off the edge. Yeah, and so, you know, Kalen, when I asked him what separates him, he said his mentality, and I, I told you about how, you know, his mentality mm -hmm. is truly different. Chop, when I asked him what separates him, uh, he listed the physical attributes. He's like, man, my speed and my strength is something that offensive tackles really struggle to handle. And another thing I love on his tape and something that he mentioned too is that he could bend the corner really, really well for a guy mm -hmm. who's, like you mentioned, that big, 255 pounds. So, uh, yeah, he was uber impressive. He was a highly, highly rated recruit coming out of high school is one of the top four stars uh, in that 2021 class. And yeah. yeah, like you said, in that Maryland team, he kind of wasn't used properly. You know, he was kind of used in like a, sometimes an off ball role, uh, sometimes a standing up role. And I, like, I, like you mentioned, I think Penn State did a really good job of, of letting him do what he does best, which is just put his hand in the dirt, pin his ears back and let him go after the quarterback. And, you know, he didn't play as many snaps as maybe I would like him to last year. I think that will change this upcoming season. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, if he, you know, he played around like 400 ish snaps, which is still good. Like I still a good mm -hmm. amount of snaps, but there are other guys that play, you know, six, 700 snaps. If he can get to that six, 700 mark and still maintain the, the dominance that he was, I think he is the best edge defender in college football because when he was on the field, he looked like the best edge defender in college football. The only reason I have him number three on my edge defender list is because he didn't do it for, you know, 700 snaps like, like other guys did. So, yeah, I think Chop Robinson, I mean, he's got all the tools in the world. And, yeah, I think he could if, if Penn State utilizes him more, and we'll see if they do because, like you mentioned, the, the edge rotation they should have with Dennis Sutton, Adisa Isaac, and other guys too – is pretty loaded, but if he does get more snaps this year and maintains that dominance, I think he's easily, you know, one of the best edges in the country and easily probably a top 20 pick. Max, let's stick with that thought for just a second, because you started to tease what kind of production Chop Robinson can have on the football field. Now, 400 rough snaps a, a season ago and all of those other edge defenders that Penn State's able to cycle through. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode, and that is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Take a swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets. That's right, up to $200. That's $200. Just bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. That's 200 bucks you can spend on betting everything from money line to the over under to who you even think's going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. And this is my favorite feature. When you win, you get paid instantly. There's no waiting around. So there's no better place to bet Major League Baseball than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. And Locked on Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for HappyValleyInsider.com. Penn State Rivals, if you haven't already, check them out the home 
for the best Penn State content, everything from Penn State football to recruiting to basketball and Locked on Nittany Lions, your go-to podcast for Penn State rivals, happyvalleyinsider.com. And Max Chadwick, the uh, college football analyst for Pro Football Focus. Max, you do such incredible work. Again, I encourage people to check out this latest article, this feature about Kalen King and Chop Robinson to get a better understanding of what the players are going to do on the football field this season and beyond. But with all the other work that you do covering college football and the prospects, where can people keep up with what you do, Max? Yeah, as you can find it all at pff.com, uh, which is where my all articles are going. But also, uh, I've started a show called Preferred Walk On on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcast, because, um, you know, the, the PR guy, Dave Sofaro, I'm sure you've interacted with, uh, he's been phenomenal in setting up every single one of these interviews. And then, you know, it got to a point where I was like, man, we're talking to so many cool players that I want people to be able to watch the full interviews with all these players. So uh, I'm posting every single one of the interviews that I've done with the players, but I, I've actually interviewed Olu Fushano. That video is up yeah. already and that podcast is up already. If you want to check it out uh, and the chop Robinson interview and the Kalen King interview, both will be up uh, in the coming weeks or so. So yeah, I preferred walk on uh, is another place you can find me at because that's, I'm trying to do, uh, a lot of college football stuff uh, on the audio and visual side too, in addition to the written stuff. So yeah, if you want to check that out, that's anywhere your podcast and again on YouTube at it's called preferred walk on. I'll certainly be one of the people that will be <laughs> checking out the content after watching this or listening to this podcast. And again, Chop Robinson, Kalen King are going to, there's a lot of focal points on this defense as I started out with, but these two, since they will be destined for the NFL after the season, barring anything, I I don't want to speak in hypotheticals and horrific, but if the trends continue based off of the 2022 season, just last year going into 2023, and the way that people are starting to jump on the bandwagon for the Penn State Nittany Lions, it was quietly, okay, this is a borderline top 10 team, the sophomore quarterback, Drew Aller, he's the the X factor in this case, but then the experts started doing their due diligence, right? And you look around and you see PFF is one of them, other outlets, but Penn State's now garnering the respect of, Hey, this is a true college football playoff contender. And part of the reason is because chop Robinson and Kalen King are on this defense. When you see them, what are you projecting as far as on field production in 2023, especially since the attention's there, Everybody sees the PFF graphics. They know that, okay, we got a double team or we got to find a way to chip Chop Robinson off the edge. And then Kalen King, we're just going to avoid throwing to them. So are you anticipating that maybe someone like Kalen King, who had so many passes broken up a season ago, might see a dip in production just solely because of the game script? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think he could see a dip in, in interceptions and could see a dip in pass breakups. But I want to, you know, emphasize the point to, to people that it doesn't mean he's not still an elite corner. Mm-hmm. You know, there, that means that honestly means a, a good thing in some ways, too, just not being thrown at uh, that much. So I still think they're both going to be producing elite play. Uh, Chop, I, I really want to see Chop maintain, like I said, that dominance on an increased workload, hopefully as a junior. Um, and Kalen, I think just more of the same, man. I mean, he truly was one of the best corners in the country and was an incredible corner when left on an island, too. And, you know, I actually asked him about facing Marvin Harrison Jr. And he said, man, I can't wait for that matchup. Uh, I'm going to talk to Coach Diaz and see if I can get to be on an island against him all game. That's He's circling that on his calendar for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're really going to be battle tested against some of the best of the best. And uh, I'm expecting 
big, big things from both of them. And yeah, Kalen's interception number and, and pass breakup number could be down um, and chops, maybe sack number or tackles for loss number could be down if, if he gets double teamed as much, but that just shows how elite of players that they are that, you know, teams have to really, really account for them. Whereas last year, they both kind of came out of nowhere a little bit last year, this year, not so much. I mean, they're two of the best players in the country at their respective positions. So uh, a lot of teams will be keying in on both Chop Robinson and Kalen King, which could create other opportunities for Adisa Isaac, for Denai Dennis Sutton, uh, for Johnny Dixon at corner. Uh, could create opportunities for them to shine because Kalen and Chop are just either being ignored or being accounted for so much that they can't really do much. But that still means they're still elite football players. So with that being said, and very and very well put, right, because I think people are going to look at Kalen King's basic statistics, right, and it's a good thing we have the analytics from a place like Pro Football Focus because then you can get a better understanding of what these players are truly doing on the football field people I I would periodic I would host radio shows recapping Penn State football games and they would say well so-and-so had a bad game because he didn't have any tackles Uh, let's take a PJ Mustafer for example didn't have any tackles Uh, this was someone that was getting double teamed consistently on the interior but it allowed other players to make plays from a pro football focus standpoint of the way that the grading is done what kind of grades are you anticipating for King and Robinson on a week-to-week basis Oh man, uh, on a week to week basis. Uh, so the PFF grades are not an, a- I want to like emphasize to people. It's not an average. This, the overall season grade is not an average of your Q- of your game to game. grades. Cause some people look at it and say, Oh, he's got a 92 grade, but his highest graded game was an 88. Um, that's not, you know, it's like, wait, how does that ma- add up? It, the way we do it is, you know, if a quarterback throws for 300 yards in a game, like you look at that and go, oh, that was a pretty good game. But a quarterback throws for 300 yards in 17 games in the NFL season, that's one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a quarterback. So, you know, while the, the game, singular game grade might not be elite, if he continuously puts up 75, 80 grades every single game, he's going to have an elite grade at the end of the season. Uh, with like a 90 plus grade probably. So game to game grades, I don't it, you know, it depends. Maybe like a 75 to 80 uh, was what I would expect from from them. And maybe some elite games like 85 to 90. But overall season wise, I mean, you could expect probably 85 plus, 90 plus, uh, which are like the elite grades in college football. So yeah, I anticipate both of them at least being above 80, which is still a really, really good grade. Um, but yeah, I just want to make sure I emphasize that because you look at the singular game grades, you probably are wondering like, well, how did PFF come with up, come up with the cumulative score mm-hmm. that was so much higher? Uh, it's not an average of it. It's just, you know, how well you do on a, on a week to week basis. And eventually these guys are going to go on to the NFL. So they're going to rack up all these great grades and the NFL scouts are probably already salivating over the likes of uh, you've already interviewed him. Olu Fashionu mm-hmm. included in, in addition to chop Robinson and Kalen King. And you have uh, it came out in May, but one of your more recent mock drafts for the, it's never too early to make a projection for next <laughs> NFL draft. And I, that's the first, second, the 2023 NFL draft uh, concluded max. I was already looking at, okay, where is, because Joey Porter Jr. technically didn't land in the first round, but yeah. he, he did right with the Dolphins having to forfeit their pick because they did a little <laughs> breaking a little bit of the rules. Pick. Yeah, he was practically a first round pick. Yeah. 
So I'm thinking, okay, if people are going to split hairs about saying, well, Joey Porter Jr. isn't the first cornerback taken uh, in the first round in Penn State history. Okay, so now that opens up the door for Kalen King if we're going to split hairs like this, right? I consider Joey Porter Jr. that first guy landing in the top 32, but that's besides the point since it did kick off the second round. But anyway, Kalen King lands in the first round of your mock draft as well as Chop Robinson and Olu Fashionu, uh, focusing on King and Robinson first, and then just a little bit of Olu Fashionu. King's not your uh, first cornerback taken. It's actually Kool-Aid McKinstry from the from the Alabama Crimson Tide. What has Kalen King as your number two cornerback uh, in this mock draft? Yeah, so that, that one was tough. And, and you know, I, I truly think Kalen is, is going to be probably a top 15 pick in the NFL draft when it's all said and done. If, if he puts up, you know, a similar season to last year, because I thought his tape last year was unbelievable. And, you know, just from talking to him, I, I can tell you he's going to blow teams out of the water in the interview process, too. I'm sure a lot of uh, defensive coordinators and maybe defensive minded head coaches are going to fall in love with this guy when they talk to him. But, uh, yeah, I had him number two. Uh, I thought Kool-Aid McKinstry was phenomenal last year. Uh, and he, to me, right now is a top corner, not only in college football, but the NFL draft. Uh, and then I would put Kalen behind him at number two, both in college football and in the NFL draft. And truly is, is splitting hairs. You know, I, I really do think they're that close to each other. But Kool-Aid, you know, plays in the SEC, played against some better competition, had a better year, I would say, than Kalen. I think he was a first-team All-American for PFF this, up, mm-hmm. this past season. He had like 18 pass breakups or something like that. So Kool-Aid another lockdown corner for Alabama, but Kalen, I would say is right, right behind him uh, in terms of college football and the NFL draft right now. And you have him projected at 15 to the Chicago bears. So, well, let's see, you know, as the games are played and the, the actual draft order has changed, but that would be a nice setup for Jaquan Brisker to be uh, yeah. united with another fellow Penn state Nittany lion. And then, the Bears would really have something going on good in the secondary back there with the uh, Matt Eberflus, who is a defensive-minded coach, as you mentioned. I think I think that's a good point. Is that when as NFL scouts, coaches, and executives do talk to Kalen King, like he's just he's always focused. When yeah. I interviewed him. He was just fo- he's like I you would th- he. He, he took questions about the 2024 draft and he's like, man, I got a season coming up. I'm not thinking about that. It's <laughs> yeah. cool, but I, I'm just not thinking about that until it actually happens. And then Chop Robinson, just a few spots later at number 19, he's going to the Giants. Saquon Barkley's situation is interesting because of the given franchise tag and they can't get ne- contract negotiations figured out quite yet. But Robinson a defensive end to the New York Giants that obviously gives them a, a day one starter, someone who's going to come in with that similar type of role. Just put your hand in the ground and go attack the quarterback. Uh, why Why does he fit more towards the later part of the first round as opposed to the earlier? Yeah, so I honestly still think I'm, I'm probably high on Chop Robinson compared to a lot of other people. You look at him right mm-hmm. now, I, I've seen a lot of other mock drafts have him like early second round. Um, if not, maybe late first round, I, I think I'm a little higher on him just because uh, of the, the tape that he showed as a sophomore and the tools that he possesses. Um, and I think people might be lower on him because like I mentioned before, he did it on like 450 snaps. So like the, the raw sack numbers, the raw pressure numbers, whatever, they weren't quite there, but in terms of the, you know, the percentages and how well he was playing on a down and down basis when he was on the field. I mean, like I said, he's, he was one of the best edges in the country when he was on the field. Now, if he doesn't play, you know, five, 600, 700 snaps this year, maybe I will lower him a little bit. Um, but if he, you know, I, I was trying to be a little higher on him than I thought the consensus would be, because I truly do think if he plays more and if he maintains a dominance, 
people are, he's going to rocket up draft boards, I think. And he, and he will end up being a top, you know, 15 to 20 pick. So I still think he could go higher than number 19 for sure. Um, but right now I would say, honestly, I might be one of the high people on Chop Robinson um, just because I, I wanted to kind of put that name out there for people to, to get to know before he absolutely explodes in his junior season. Cause I, I truly think his sophomore tape was that special. And before we get to the overall outlook of this 2023 defense, just someone I want to include because he is high up in your mock draft. Uh, still the second offensive tackle though. And that's Olu Fashionu. I know Joe all it's, it's one, a one B at this point between yeah. the two of them as prospects. Fashionu could have been a top for some places had him top five, but consensus top 10 pick in last year's NFL draft because he wants to finish out his academics. He wants to help lead this Penn state football team to the promised land of that college football playoff before it expands to 12. It's going to be different. It might not have that same feeling, but this one final run with the team and fashion who's back, who's going to anchor that left tackle spot. Why do you have him as OT number two on your mock and you're on your mock draft max? Yeah. And I, he's right behind Joe Walt, who I also was able to, to interview. And you know, that one is, is truly splitting hairs and alt I thought was a little meaner in the run game. I think that's the big weakness for, for, for Shana right now is that he's just not a, a dominant run blocker yet. Uh, but listen, I, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even technically a draft analyst for PFF. I'm a college football analyst. We have a couple of draft analysts at PFF that do phenomenal work in, in Trevor Sikama and Connor Rogers. And they recently actually just last night posted their offensive tackle rankings for next year. And for both of them, the easy number one tackle in the draft was Olufashanu. And they said, this guy could be, you know, one of the best tackle prospects we've seen in quite some time because of how smooth he is in pass protection. And, yeah, I mean, another guy who I think in the interview process is going to be unbelievable. I, I like, I'm sure uh, Penn State fans know, like, he came back to Penn State, and when I asked him about why he came back when he could have been top ten pick in the draft, and and Trevor and Connor actually thought he could have been number three overall to the Cardinals wow. if he left for the draft. I asked him why he came back, and he's like, "Oh, I'm trying to get my master's degree, and that's really, really important to me." And you never really hear that from from guys who are projected to go in the first round. Um, education is so critical to him. You know, that is something that he really, really cares about. He's, you know, he really is a student athlete, whereas a lot of other players are, are athlete students uh, in college. And mm-hmm. he truly cares about his education, and he cares about, like I said, getting Penn State back on track. And he, you know, even though he's going to be a top 20 pick, maybe even a top five pick like Trevor and Connor thought he still wanted to come back to Penn state and, you know, become another, maybe top five, top 10 pick in the draft. So yeah, I don't think he's OT one right now. Again, it's super close between him and Joe Alt, but guys who understand scouting way better than I do in Trevor Sycamore, Connor Rogers, they both think he's clearly the top tackle in next year's draft. And I think most people see Olu as a clear top tackle in next year's draft. So uh, yeah, that tackle class next year is going to be super, super fun between him and Joe Alt fighting for that number one spot. But I I have Joe Alt by a a hair right now in that race. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16 car pileup. That's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. And Max, let's move to our final segment of this episode. To really cap it all off, and people are as important as it is to see Penn State Nittany lines in the future go to the NFL, have their name called on draft night. 
They got to have a big impact in 2023. This final, all three of them are going to have a final season here for Penn State. I can't see any of them coming back again, barring it. I don't like speaking in hypotheticals. My desk is made of wood, knock on wood. They're all going to have a great season and stay healthy here. For the defensive side of it, though, Olu Fashionu, it's great that he is going to protect the blind side of Drew Aller. That's very important. And his best attributes are pass blocking. For Chop Robinson, Kalen King, yeah, you're going to have a you're going to have a system set up where now Penn State is going to be able to say they trust Kalen King to take one side of the football field away or take away your number one wide receiver, similar with Joey Porter Jr. in the past. And then Chop Robinson, those double teams hypothetically are going to allow other players to feast. Zariah Fisher denied Dennis Sutton and uh, I'm blanking Adisa Isaac on, on the edge, just to name a few of them. They're, they are loaded at defensive line and they like to rotate constantly. That might be the reason why Chop Robinson's snap numbers seem so low is just because they always keep a group A and a group B rather than, okay, defensive end, you know, the left side defensive end, the right side defensive end, we're going to rotate them out, rotate them out based on stamina. They go out all together and come back in all together and it builds a chemistry element as well. Manny Diaz back in year two. This defense is going to be high flying. They're going to be fast. And you look across the board, defensive line, linebacker, secondary, all those groups are ranked as some of the best in the Big Ten, top five in the nation as well by some of the other experts. Max, when you look at this defense from an overall standpoint, is Penn State going to live up to the billing of being a top five defense just in every category you can think of this upcoming season? Yeah, I think this could be one of the best defenses in college football, honestly. And, and you know, it starts with, with the coach, Manny Diaz, who Penn State, quite frankly, is lucky to have him as a defensive coordinator. I mean, this guy was a Miami football head coach. Yeah. Um, then he was let go by Miami. And usually you, those kind of guys, those high-profile guys, they get hired by, like, Alabama or, or Georgia or something mm-hmm. like that to, to kind of, like, rebuild their their reputation before they take another Power 5 head coaching job. Manny yeah. Diaz came, came right to Penn State, and they had an elite defense last year. Uh, lose a couple key pieces like Joey Porter Jr., but I still think this could be one of the best defenses in college football. I think that, that defensive line, like you mentioned, um, I'm ranking every position group in college football right now. I haven't gotten to the defensive lines yet. I just finished my offensive line ranking. Uh, but I can tell you Penn State will for sure have a top 10 defensive line, if not a top five one. Linebacking core, Abdul Carter, I, I think is a future superstar, if not already a superstar, honestly. That's how good he was as a true freshman. He's living up to that number 11 that he's wearing in the middle of Penn state defense. And then the secondary, I I think again, I'm going to rank the secondaries too. Penn state's for sure going to be top 10. And I think they're going to be top five when it, when all said and done it, even without Jory Porter Jr. I think Kalen King, second best corner in the country. I think Johnny Dixon is a, is a quietly a really, really good corner for Penn state. Daquan Hardy who plays nickel for them. I think he's a really good nickel corner as well. So uh, the safety position is is a little bit more of a question mark for the Nittany lions. Um, mm-hmm. especially after losing Jair Brown. But that secondary with those three corners, I think is truly one of the best in college football. So, yeah, I mean, you look from D-line, linebacker, secondary, you got a superstar at all three of those groups, Chopper Robinson, Abdul Carter, and Kalen King. And then also, like, Adisa Isaac, I think is a great edge defender. Deny Dennis Sutton, I think, could really have a massive breakout season the former five-star recruit when he was on the field last year like chop robinson just fewer snaps when he was on the field he was unbelievable so i'm excited to see him you know take another step forward as a sophomore so yeah penn state's defense top to bottom is truly unbelievable and i think will be one of the best in college football because they have the superstars at all three levels and also one of the best defensive coordinators in college football many diaz as well so yeah this should be an unbelievable defense and should be one of the best defenses in college football 
So you've looked at it. You brought up the secondary. Most people, most Penn State fans see the interior of the defensive line being that question mark yeah. for the team this season. Would you agree with them? It's it's easy to say that because they don't have as many high-profile players. There's not as many projected players like, oh, guaranteed first-round pick or guaranteed day-two pick. There's a lot of veterans on this team, Keziah Izzard, Devon Ellis, that are going to be coming back, Hakeem Beeman, and they've all put on the weight. Uh, Zane Durant is one of those guys that saw a little bit of playing time last year as a true freshman, burned the red shirt like denied Dennis Sutton, and could see a breakout season himself. Uh, so is it the safeties or the interior of the defensive line that could quote unquote hold this defense back? Ooh, I would say those are definitely the two that I would look at right now is the two weaknesses of the defense, at least, because obviously you look at the offensive side of the ball and I would say wide receiver, even with Dante mm-hmm. Cephas coming in could be a, a major question mark. Um, but yeah, the defensive line, uh, I think on the interior, um, it, it could be an issue, but again, you have three capable, very capable edge defenders, that could mitigate some of that, you know, weakness because of how well they're beating guys on the edge and, and guards will probably have to go out and help them on the edge so that the interior guys get one-on-one matchups a lot, honestly. Um, and then obviously, yeah. So I think the interior defensive line could be an issue, but I think the edge defenders will really, really help out with that. Um, and then the linebacking core, of course, is fantastic. I didn't even mention uh, Curtis Jacobs, who was another star, could be an NFL player after this year too. Tyler Elston's pretty good. Kobe King, Kalen's little bro- uh, twin brother, I should say. Yeah, uh, I think I'm excited for him to for, he was a highly rated coming out of high school, too. So I'm excited for him. Uh, but yeah, and then the safeties as well. Keaton Ellis moves over to safety. Jalen Reed uh, at the other safety spot. Probably they're kind of unknowns right now at safety. But again, I mean, you, you got three great corners to help him out. So like even the weaknesses uh, on Penn State's defense probably will be mitigated by having great edge defenders for the D tackles. And then also for the, the safeties, they have great corners alongside them, too. So, yeah, I, I mean. And, and Kalen plays so well on an island that maybe the safeties won't need to do too much on his side of the field. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, yes, their question marks for Penn State, but not enough for me to say, oh, this that, that'll hold them back for being one of the best defenses in college football. Because I, I truly think the, the edge defenders, the corners, and the linebacking core are truly, truly special. And I think Penn State will be really, a really good defense because of them. So, Max, let's finish on this note. Uh, the defense, we started from the end for the secondary, right? If the defensive line's as good as it is, the secondary doesn't have to cover uh, a- yeah. as long. And, and the, vice versa, right? If the secondary is good, then you can get those covered sacks on the defensive line with the way that Manny Diaz likes to blitz. But the defense, is it going to be enough for Penn State to get into the top four to beat? Penn State has to beat one of the two. Ohio State or Michigan, it's nice if they beat both and go 12-0, but this season isn't going to be deemed a success if it's another 10-2 and and they lose to the Giants in the Big East, Ohio State and Michigan, the mountains that Penn State hasn't been able to climb in quite some time. Is the defense enough to propel them to the Big Ten Championship? And it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't matter what seed, they just need to get into the college football playoff, or is it going to be more so on the offense if they are going to have this Cinderella type of season? Yeah, I listen, I mentioned before I'm a Penn State fan. I'm, I'm hoping this is the year for Penn State. I really, truly think that, but I don't see it. I, I think Michigan is is truly – I think Michigan's winning the national championship this year. I've been okay. saying that a lot recently. I think their roster top to bottom is absolutely stupid. Ohio State's offense, even without C.J. Stroud, is going to be one of the best in college football. Um, and, you know, Michigan – Penn State doesn't really – Penn State's defense, at least, doesn't really match up great with Michigan because Michigan, if you remember – one of the best interior offensive lines in the country coming back. 
And then also you have the best running back duo in college football in Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. So they're going to be running a gap, B gap on Penn state's interior defensive line, probably all game. Um, so yeah, that's going to be an issue for Penn state. I think Ohio state's uh, receiving core and just how explosive that offense is could be another issue for Penn state. Um, each team has great defenses as well too. So uh, yeah, I, I just think Penn state's offense, you know, I, the O line besides Olu, uh, there's question marks along that offensive line besides Olu. Um, I think the receivers, there's question marks there, even though I, I like some of the potential they have. Uh, I still think there's major question marks there. They should, have, they should have an unbelievable running game between Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen, one of the best duos in college football. And then we'll see about Drew Aller. It really it rests on Drew Aller's shoulders because great quarterbacks can make it work uh, even without amazing offensive lines, even without – uh, great receiving core. So if tr- Drew Aller truly is this special five-star quarterback that he was billed coming out of high school, yeah, I think Penn State could be a playoff team. But it really rely it really lies on this 19-year-old shoulders uh, whether or not Penn State could do it. I think the defense will be good enough. Uh, it's the offensive line. It's the wide receivers that I'm a little more concerned about. And of course, it, it, it's Drew Aller too, whether or not he you know is going to be a superstar quarterback for Penn State. So, yeah, I think it'll, it'll really be on Drew Aller this year, and it, it'll be, you know, how well he plays will determine whether or not Penn State can get over that hump and, and make a college football playoff. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Chadwick of Pro Football Focus, college football analyst for the network. And we're going to have that article linked in so you can check out what his thoughts are on Kalen King and Chop Robinson and everything that they said to Max in those individual interviews. Max, again, where can people keep up with what you do? Yeah. So again, you could find me at pff.com. All my articles there, uh, preferred walk on, uh, is on YouTube and also anywhere you get your podcast. And then also you could follow me on, uh, on Twitter and TikTok at max Chadwick CFB, uh, as well. I'll be posting a, a ton of stuff there as well. So yeah, that's basically where you can find me. Max, I appreciate the time. Great perspective. And hopefully Penn State can uh, get past the, those are, it's tough in the big 10, but hopefully uh, they can be the ones that do surprise. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping for it this year. We'll see. I mean, I think they're going to be maybe another New Year's Six Bowl, which is still fantastic. But I don't know. We'll see if they make it thinking over the hump and make the playoff in its last year of being four teams. Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany at my personal account at Zach underscore Seiko. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.